is the Ambiguous Podcast Solution, the podcast for podcasters, stories told by everyday people as well as longtime professionals. Join a member of the APS team as they discuss the crazy world of podcasting. The only catch? We only speak to fellow podcasters. We will bring you the origin stories, the greatest hits, learning experiences, and the future goals of podcasts of all shapes and sizes. If you're listening to this, hopefully it will inspire you to start your own podcast, or it will inspire you to keep going and give you ideas on how to make your podcast better. If you have a podcast and want to be a guest on the show, please reach out to us at info at APSpodcast.com for more details. Welcome Welcome to the Ambiguous Podcast Solution. Now let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ambiguous Podcast Solution. It's been a while since I've done this podcast, but this is officially season two, so let's just jump right into it. My guest today is Alicia Sepulveda. I said that correctly, right, Alicia? Uh, close. I had it, I had it in rehearsal. Sepulveda. <laughs> Sepulveda, Sepulveda, Sepulveda. I, I understand the challenges of last names, but Alicia is a life coach, storyteller, researcher, lover of personal growth, and a believer in humanity. That's very bold, Alicia. Definitely a believer in humanity. Um, I'm probably going to ask you a few things about that because after this year of 2020, a believer in humanity is something I think we all need, but she helps college students realize what they are capable of, and take action during college. She's also the host of the College Life Podcast, which is what I am here to talk about today. So Alicia, please tell us about your podcast. Um, And this, hello, how are you? Yes, thank you so much for having me, Will. Um, I am really excited to be on the podcast today and just really share my story about how I got started because I think podcasting can be such a really fun thing to do. And it was a challenge, I think, to get started. So I'd love to talk through some of that. It's always a challenge to get started. But before we even get to there, I want to little know, know a little bit more about you because you are a a college life coach. Now, in season one of even biggest podcast solutions, I talked to a few life coaches, but none with the college specificity in mind. So, what what got you into that? How did you how did you end up becoming a college life coach? Just tell me your story. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm originally from Bushnell, Florida. So probably never heard of it. Most people haven't, even from Florida. It's a really small town in the middle of the state. There's no beaches uh, close to us, and it's a very rural part of Florida. And I wanted to go to college. I grew up wanting to do that, but was first in my family to actually have the opportunity to get to college. Um, So I ended up going to Florida State University, and it was about three hours away from my hometown. And it really opened my eyes to so many things, so many experiences, so many different types of people, and just changed my life in a lot of ways. Uh, so during my, my college experience, I didn't really know about a lot of opportunities that were on campus or available to me. And I ended up meeting a professor during that time who really helped me get through that really challenging uh time in my life because I grew up always wanting to be in education, but realized uh, my junior year of college that it was so clear that it was not the right fit for me, but I didn't know what else I should do or what what else I could even do. And um, so then I started talking to a professor and he kind of helped me think through my life after college. And so I ended up getting my master's degree in social work. And after that, I ended up getting like falling into a job as an academic success coach. And it was really there that I learned about all the amazing opportunities that were available on campus that I didn't know existed, or I was too afraid to actually try them out. So I think that 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 particular story and moment, whenever I was in training, I was going through training and hearing about all these cool things that students could have access to for free that I had no idea were even there. And, or I was again, afraid uh, of, of failing. And uh, I didn't really have a lot of that confidence to actually try a lot of new things out. And I didn't believe in myself. And I, I see that in my work every day with students. So that's really what drives me, I would say. Um, So that's kind of how I got into coaching and uh, yeah, so I'll kind of stop there. So college kids specifically, because it was, it was more of like a, you know, I wish I had this when I was in school. 
why not just do it? Was that, was that the kind of thinking? Um, because, or was it just really like, I loved college. I had a great time at college. I kind of wish I became a college life coach. I could just never leave college. Shout out to Hofstra University. So um, this kind of take me through that. Like why college kids specifically, as opposed to high school kids or middle school kids or adolescent kids or, you know, the works. Yeah, it was actually accidental. I didn't know this type okay. of job existed. And so I saw it posted and it was a job that was offered through the college that I went to. And so I put my name in there and I applied. And when I was going through the interview process, I, it felt like such a good fit for me. But to be honest, I didn't know what the power of coaching was. And it wasn't until I had a full year of coaching and seeing a student come into the college setting and have these goals and dreams. And I started seeing the self-confidence build over time, over that year. And they started doing amazing things. And I started realizing how amazing humans are if they just have a little bit of support or mm -hmm. kind of that development and that individualized support to really think and reflect on what you really want out of life and who you want to be. And I was seeing them actually take action towards their goals and doing things and stepping outside of their comfort zone. And it was changing who they were in, in so many amazing ways. And so I saw that power and that is really what has drawn me to coaching. So what is something your students typically look for? Cause if for me personally, um, looking back, I almost feel like I'm not wasted my freshman year of college, but socially I just wasn't quite there um first 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 year full year freshman year of college and the friends i did made all either transferred or just just we went our separate ways um mm -hmm. so like are kids looking for more academic help like hey i need a i need to keep a 3-0 for my scholarship are looking more for social help which is like hey like tell me about greek life or are they looking for like job help where they're saying help me find a job after college what do your students typically look for or is it a combination of all of them yeah, it really is a combination depending on their background and their experience and what they've been exposed to really, because some students have zero clue about what they want to do and they don't know where to start. And that is really, I would say, anxiety uh, producing for them. And so that's the main driver and that's what they really want to focus on. And so that's what we will focus on. And then for other students, you know, they realized that oh my gosh, I do not have my stuff together. And I thought I did in high school, but then I got to college and it's not working. And that's the beauty of coaching too, is that you have space to really reflect on your life and figure out, you know, what am I not really caring about my life right now? Like this is not working. This doesn't feel good. And then we can kind of focus on those areas. So it's really self-directed by the student where they get to kind mm -hmm. of decide depending on where they're at in their life, what they need to focus on most or what they want to work on or prioritize. So it's, it's like more of a, you know, here are the doors. You got to go open them. Here's your path. Yeah. What are you curious about? What right. excites you? What do you want to try that's new or different? What do you want to do that you've done before and you want to get better at it? Um, so it can be really skill focused or it can be mindset, um, habits, uh, academic focused, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. College. That really is like the perfect age too. Cause you know, high school, it's like you're going through the mess of puberty. You're trying to find yourself and et cetera, et cetera. But college is where, at least for a young man, it's like, it really is where I did the most growing up in college. I love, I love to say I entered freshman year a boy, I left senior year a man. And then here I am at 26 years old saying, you know, I still got more to learn. But, you know, college really is that that great time period of self-discovery. And a lot of kids definitely, I think, do need help with that. Um, so, like, how, how rewarding is that for you as an individual? Like, you have to put, put your head down the pillow each day and go, you know, I helped these kids just, it's just, it must be the most incredible feeling. It really is. And I think one of the coolest feelings is when a student gets connected to something that lights them up. It, it's, it's, mm -hmm. you see the spark, the change, the, the holy shit, I can do this. Uh -huh. And I, it's like, <laughs> it's like seeing it's really, it really is the spark and, and they just start really believing that they can do what they actually want to do and not what everybody else expects of them or is pushing them to do. It's, it's, they really start to write their own story and they're, they, they just never realize what cool things are available on campus. So for example, if you're interested in space, I feel like space is kind of a hot topic right now. 
but across campuses in the US, we have so many opportunities to actually get connected to research that's in space right now. And all you have to do is reach out to people and mm -hmm. get connected to those things. If you want to study motivation because you're not motivated, right? And you're like, how do I become more motivated? You could actually get connected to research studies that are going to help people. You're helping think through and design studies to figure out what is motivating to people, right? Like, so it's, um, I think I like what I also love too is exploring people's pain and how do you use your pain for your purpose? And a lot mm -hmm. of times we think about our pain as something we don't want to think about or talk about. But, um, so for me, my pain was going through college and feeling like I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't know where I was headed towards. I didn't feel super passionate about what I was working towards, but I knew I wanted to make positive change in people's lives. I knew I wanted to make a difference in some way. And so many of us want that we want to make a difference in the world, but we don't know where, where is our space in the world to do that. And I think once we get connected to that, oh my gosh, like that's where that believer in humanity piece kind of comes into play because we really start seeing, oh, I can make a small change in, in this world. And uh, that can be so powerful. And if there is a kid out there in college, head over to makecollegeyours.com to check out um, Alicia's, Alicia's coaching. Is there any, way, any other best way to get in touch with you other than your website? Yeah, I mean, you can definitely get connected with me on Instagram at the College Life Coach uh, or send me an email at thecollegelifecoach at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, I hang out mostly on my podcast, to be honest, <laughs> mm -hmm. because that's just where I feel like I thrive in this space right now. But yeah. Well, that is a perfect segue because that is really what we are here to talk about. You are the host of the College Life Podcast, which brings college students information and stories related to everything about college life. She interviews current college students, recent graduates, and people who work at colleges to discuss challenges, successes, and opportunities for you to make the most of your time in college. So that's that's really interesting. Like you have do you have working relationships with specific universities or do you do you stay local um in your universities or do you kind of just tour the tour the country with you know pre and post covid? <laughs> yeah, so currently I actually work full time at a university and I do the podcast okay. on the side and uh I the big piece of that is um how I started and and so I can I'll share a little bit more about that in a, in a minute. But for me it's, I, I get to work one-on-one -on -one with students every single day at the college and at the university setting. Um, but then I, I know I want to have a bigger impact on the world. And I feel like a podcast is a great way to do that. And I have listeners across the world who are learning about how the higher education system is working for them, maybe how it's not working for them, and really just how they can take ownership of how to navigate those spaces to really make college worth it. Because to be honest, college is not automatically worth it anymore. Mm -hmm. And it, you have to question whether or not it is for you, but getting a degree in and of itself is probably not worth it. And so in order to make it worth it, you have to design your own experience, your own college experience. And I really believe that if you do that, you can make college worth it, but you have to really think critically and be intentional about how you design your college experience. And that's really where the podcast came about. All right. So that's, a, this is a very important question for any podcaster is is your podcast more of a passion project or is it a tool for your business i would say right now it's a passion project that i okay. want to eventually become a business uh and and i think what's really cool is that i've gotten a few sponsorships that are you know smaller sponsorship sp smaller sponsorships and they kind of came out of nowhere and were really organic and that's been really cool to see how powerful that that can be with uh, with my audience and um yeah so i think i'm open for possibilities for sure i mean as we all are right i mean right. Pod podcasting is always fun but, you know also, also fun is making money and specifically with with a, a, biz a business like yours you know being a life coach a podcast is the is the perfect thing to do for for a business like yours because your business is very personal it's very one-to-one -one or small groups where you're talking about issues and you know it you you, you get to know your life coach you become like a family friend even right. right so and and me the podcast acronym the p stands for personal so it, it just it just goes hand in hand is that why 
you wanted to create this podcast? So tell me back to the beginning. How, how, what made you wake up one day and just go, you know what? I'm doing a podcast. It's my time. Yes. I love, love, love this question. It's such a, an important one because, um, I know if you're thinking about starting a podcast, uh, this, this can just be so powerful. So, so for me, I was actually in college and I was actually working on my PhD. So this was post my master's. I had been working as a, a life coach for students at a couple different um, colleges as well. And I went back to go get my PhD. And at the time I thought I wanted to be a researcher or be a professor at a college. So I go back to call to get my PhD. I'm in year two and in year two, I got to do a research study for a class and the class was a qualitative research study. And it, when you do qualitative research, you get to interview people about their experiences, their backgrounds, and kind of explore a phenomenon that you're interested in. And so I took that on as every, well, first off, whenever I was going and deciding to go back to the, to the university and get my PhD, again, I knew I had to make it worth it because I didn't feel like I really got the full experience in my undergrad and my master's. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to use this college for every single dime I can. If there's a free thing that I want to do, I'm going to do it. And I'll share how I've done that too in, in my college experience. But during that time, I, I was like, okay, this research study, I'm going to explore how students develop their purpose. How do they understand what their purpose, their goals, and their passion, like how do you define that? And then how, how did you come about figuring that out? So I had to find students who had this kind of purpose. They were, they were going to college for this purpose. And I interviewed these students and they were so powerful, their stories, um, why they wanted to do what they were doing. I had interviewed a student uh, for one, for the study and she was sharing um, how she was a musical theater student. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I'm like, okay, how did you become a musical theater student? What was that like? And what really led you to that? And so she told a story about how she was uh, attending a musical and the the emotions the experience that she felt whenever she was in that space she felt like she belonged she felt like they were like connect like she was connected to the people who were on the stage and she wanted to help other people experience that and she knew that not a lot of people get access to go to musicals all the time like i know i didn't growing up uh and so she wanted to make sure that other people were going to have access to musicals um so they could also experience this range of emotions that she was able to experience as growing up and as a kid so that was one example. Another student super excited about wanting to change um, K through 12 education policy because she's seen it kind of be messed up in her own background. She realized that when she got to college, her experiences in high school was so different than like the person right next to her. Um, and what's cool is that she ended up in the same space as them. Uh, but now it's like, how can she go back and serve her communities? And they were so passionate and so excited about what they were wanting to do and how they were wanting to change the world. So going back, right, I'm doing this research study and I'm trying to make the most of my time. And I was commuting back and forth from my home to the college. And it was about an hour and 15 minute commute. So I am trying to listen to these interviews so I can just kind of pick up on themes and see what I notice from the stories. And at the time, I was also listening to a lot of podcasts. Naturally, as you do when you commute back and forth an hour and 15 minutes, you're probably listening to podcasts. For sure. So, <laughs> For so, sure. Yes. So I was um, listening to this research study and I got lost in their stories. I was immersed in them. And then all of a sudden I got interrupted by my voice asking a question and I was kind of like surprised. I was like, wait, that was my voice. And I... I thought I was listening to a podcast and I was so inspired by these students. And it was literally in that moment that I thought I have to do this. I have to put this out in the world because these students' stories need to be out there. They're inspiring, mm -hmm. they're passionate, and they're going to help move people. And that's what we want to do. We want to move people to action uh, because so many of us want to make change in the world, but we don't know how, or we don't believe in ourselves. And that's really how the podcast came about. So your podcast was, how long have you been doing the podcast? Yeah. So I've been um, three and a half years now. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
so I'm a little ahead of you. I'm at, I'm at six and a half, six and a half in August. Nice. So, um, any, any previous broadcast experience at all? Any like public speaking or is this kind of just you Googling, how do I do this? Yes. Okay. Definitely all the Google. And this is yep. where I, I also <laughs> used my connections at the college to mm. do this. I was like, Ooh, mm. you know what? This is what my goal is. I want to start a podcast. Who do I need to talk to? And so I started using my resources within the college and, and I said, Hey, I'm a current college student. Do you know who does this podcast? Because we had a, a university sponsored podcast and most colleges at this point do have podcasts. So if yep. you are interested, right, that's a free way to get some production experience, to get some experience, maybe even being on a podcast um, through your school. But yeah, so I basically reached out to this person. I said, okay, I'm a current student. I have no clue how to do this. I have zero experience in broadcasting, speaking, any of that. I had done some professional presentations at conferences, but that was pretty much my speaking experience. And I just asked every question I could, what, what equipment do you have? What, yep. how, do, how do you edit your uh, stuff? And then I also did a ton of research. I watched a ton of YouTube videos to really see what was going to work for me. And yep. I think part of that is too deciding how much I wanted to invest as far as the financial piece goes. And really this is anytime I have, I create a new habit or I'm trying to commit to something, I will commit to it for a, a finite period. And then I will say at that point, if I gave it my hundred percent and I don't want to do it, I can say, I can leave it and feel really good about the experience. So for me, I decided I was going to do the podcast for a full year. I was going to start off pretty slow and do one once a month. It ended up being mm -hmm. actually twice a month because I was excited to do things and, and get it, get it rolling. And then the next uh, time in the next semester that I did it, I ended up committing to uh, once a week. And it's been amazing ever since that I've just been able to continue with that. But what I did was I said, okay, I'm going to do this for a year at that end of the year. If I don't want to do it anymore, I can say, Hey, I gave it my all. And at the end of that year, I was like, yes, I'm going to recommit. And I started investing in a little bit better equipment and different things, but uh, but yeah, that's kind of how I got started. I love it. That's, that's honestly, it's, it's pretty, pretty similar to my origin story. Um, Hofstra University had, uh, well, has, it's still around, uh, WRHU, which is at the time when I was there, the number one non-commercial radio station in the country, college or otherwise, by the mm -hmm. Princeton Review. So I remember, I remember going through my college tours and I was just like, like I need to, I need to be here, right? Yeah. Like th this is where I need to be because that's going to give me that professional training. Mm -hmm. But what it really did in the college, the college radio was great, but they didn't really invest in podcasts. This was back in 2015. I'm sure they have them now. If they don't, they should. I should probably follow up on that. But um, like I would be on the radio every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. talking about movies, but I used the tools I learned there. You know, I learned about microphones. The microphone I actually have right now is an ex exact same microphone from Hofstra, at least the same type. You know, the arm extender is the exact same. So I already knew what equipment to buy. Um, couldn't afford it, but I bought, you know, the, 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 I bought the, I bought the off-brand version. <laughs> yes. um, I had, I had access to Adobe Audition. So I, I, I love that our origin stories kind of overlap where you say, you know, I'm just going to use the resources I have through university and yours just works so well um, since you work with college students. So do you, do you advise your, your, your students that you coach to start podcasts? Ooh, okay. That's a great question. So whenever I meet students for the first time, I, I kind of tell them a little bit about myself. So I talk about where I grew up and I mm -hmm. say, I love college football because that's something that's a huge part of my background and who I am. Um, I have a cute little dog. His name is Tucker. And usually it helps students connect with me because I'm sharing some personal things about myself. So during that time, I do share that I have a podcast, but I don't share it as far as like marketing it to them. Like, oh, I have a, a podcast for college students. You should go check it out uh, because of like university kind of lines. I have to kind of separate those things because it's uh, just because I might make money off of it one day. Really? So, well, yeah. I'm going to pause right there. <laughs> so you you have to keep, so you, you, relate, you have a relationship with the universities through your coaching, but you can't include the podcast. Why, why is that? It's because I could eventually make money off of it. So, and I told them that. And so basically if I was to market it to students, um, they're kind of 
perspective, at least at this point, is that I could potentially use my university kind of connections to make money off my podcast. Isn't, isn't that the point? That's what, that's what I would and, say. And like, it's free that... for students. It is also right? free for students too. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of why, and it's okay to kind of draw those boundaries too. And partially, I, you know, if I, if I do make money from the podcast, it's not going to the university. So that's right. why I do this kind of after hours as well to, um, to just kind of draw those boundaries. It's definitely different for faculty, but staff have a, a slightly different kind of perspective. Um, so I do kind of just share, I have a podcast if they do kind of like, oh my gosh, you have a podcast and they, they're kind of light up or they get that curiosity or they kind of lean in a little bit. I'll say, oh, if you're interested in starting a podcast, I'd love to kind of share, you know, with you as far as that. And I have had it like several students who are interested, curious, some of which have their own podcast. And so we will talk about how can they use their college journey to build their podcast. So that way, whenever they graduate, they don't have to actually search for a job. They already have one built in. So that's kind of where I guess how I talk about uh, the podcast with students. That's that's very interesting, but it shouldn't be too surprising that colleges won't necessarily hold you back, but they're going to have that opportunity of, okay, you can't get some if we can't get some, which is just, uh, that must be frustrating. I I'm frustrated for you right now just thinking about it. Um, yeah. But let's let's go back to the first three months of your podcast, even the first six mm. months, the very, very beginning, mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm going through a process right now of listening to my old episodes and finding clips oh, gosh. just to use in my current <laughs> podcast. I'm going back to six years ago where my voice sounds completely different and I'm using one microphone to pass around three people. True story. But what were some of the hurdles you had to overcome at the very beginning? Yes. Oh, Okay. Well, I'll say like, first off, the podcast for me was one of the first times in my life where I felt so pulled to do something instead of pushed. Mm -hmm. So many times we feel pushed to go to the next thing, go get this next job, go get more money, go get, you know, whatever it is to make that you think you should need to make, to be happy or whatever it is. But for me, it was the first time that I felt so pulled to it. I was like, I have to do this. It is not a question. It is, it is, when is, when am I going to start? Um, but I still had a ton of doubt, self-doubt about myself and could I really do this? One of the things for me was the technology piece. I am so technologically challenged. <laughs> uh, people make fun of me for it. My close friends, they're allowed to, um, but you know, like I get made fun of because of it and I'm trying to be better at that. But I told myself like, okay, I want to learn this. And I can figure it out. And I had to really try to change my mentality around it. And I think some of those logistic things were really hard. I actually still edit all my podcasts myself um, when awesome. it comes to the audio and, and that kind of thing. And, and, you know, it's one of the things that I like least about doing the podcast, but it's the thing that sometimes like you, you, sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do to get where you want to be. And that's one of those things. And, you know, I, I just... I like, I have to guess do it until I get to a point where I can afford to have somebody do that for me. But yeah, I guess that's kind of one of the things. And I'll say the other thing too, uh, finding guests I thought was going to be hard. It is like the easiest thing I'm having to turn people away quite often because I'm like, Oh, they're probably not a right fit. Or I have a guest list of like 20 people that I know I want to reach out to. These are people who are interested in being on the podcast, but it's just getting them scheduled in time and all of that. So I was really surprised about that piece. Once I started kind of building it up a little bit more, I have people reaching out to me from all over the world that are excited to be on the podcast. Um, and then Let's see what else. I, yeah, I guess it was just really that self-doubt of, are people going to listen, <laughs> right? That's that's the big question. Are people going to listen? Are people going to think that it's helpful? And every time that I kind of start thinking, maybe I want to quit or maybe I want to step back or, or even if I kind of starts to come up, I typically get a student who reaches out to me saying, Hey, I, I heard this podcast episode, like, thank you so much for doing this. Or, Hey, I did this thing because you said to step outside of your comfort zone. And I, I really, you know, want to do that with myself. And I finally did it. You know, yeah. those are the things that I keep in my back pocket too, that whenever I get 
you know, low energy, or I don't feel like doing a podcast today or whatever it is. I remember each of those students who have reached out to me and I'm like, hell yes, I'm doing it for every single one of them. And the ones that don't ever reach out because I know I've listened to many podcasts who have helped me in so many ways and I never reached out to them. You know, you, you, you find, you find the few that just mean the most to you. And, you know, back just to touch upon your point of, you know, you don't know who's listening. And I say the best advice I gave to anyone who's podcasting is go listen. You never know who's listening. It could be anybody it could change your life. But at the same time, hey, you never know who's listening. <laughs> you know, be careful. But um, right. it, it at at times where you're thinking, you know, this is a lot of work. It's hard. There have been podcasts I've given up on, which I didn't want to. Um, actually, only one. It was just recently. I didn't want to, but I understand why we did. And it let me do something else. But um. For my for my podcast, my first one, my, my baby, Kings of the Rings Wrestling Podcast, you know, very recently we had our very first fan on the show again. So this was like a few years ago. I remember my co-host Ricky texted me. He's like, yo, Will, we have a fan. And I was going, we do? Excuse me? What do you mean we have a fan? She's like, yeah, she's from Canada. From Can- Canada. She's from Canada. Her, her Twitter tag, super Canadian fan. So I look it up and was like, we do have a fan, right? So it's just like interacting with like, like I met her. I met her in person. She took a bus down from Toronto to New York to go to a wrestling event for a weekend. So it's like, I am here meeting a fan. The third mic of my podcast was originally a fan. You know, like I encouraged a fan to do his own podcast. Now he's part of our wrestling network. It's like little things like that. So it's like, you know, I'm never, I'm never going to stop doing this. I'm never going to stop. I don't, I don't care how many people do or don't listen because those three people I know who listen, make it all worth it. Yes. Yes. And whether it's like infotainment, if it's entertainment, right, you're making the world a better place. And I mean, we need all of the help we can get in that space. <laughs> so go for it if you're considering doing a, podca- a podcast. Yeah. I mean, and growth growth is always, like whenever I ask someone, what's your biggest challenge you still have today? There are nine times out of 10, they're going to say growth because nine times out of 10, I'll say growth. So now I'm going to ask you and hope you don't say growth. What is the biggest challenge in your podcast you still have today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Let's see. You yeah, can say I, you can say growth if it's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, I think I think it is growth, but it is constantly growing. It's just I think slower than I want it to be, and which right? Who, who I think all of us would probably say that too. Um, I think that's part of it. I think the other thing is right now it's actually managing who I'm going to prioritize to be on the podcast too, and I kind of, um, one of the things we talked about before we started this podcast, you kind of wanted to dive into this. So I'm just going to go ahead and dive into it. <laughs> but you, you, we were talking about the type of guests that I have and, and what, mm-hmm. what might be, or who, who is like really a great, you know, great fit for the podcast and that type of thing. But I think I love having guests because they have that, that perspective after college where mm-hmm. they have some work experience, they have some more life experience. So when you reflect on your college experience, it feels different and you have learned so much from that process. And you also have made it in some way, right? Financially, or you've had some success when it comes to your career. So I love hearing people's stories like that, because then you can really see what's after college. And I think a lot of students have such a hard time seeing the aftermath, but then I love, love, love interviewing current students because they're in it right now. They're struggling. They're trying to figure things Mm -hmm. out. They are getting connected to really cool things that they didn't know existed. And they're doing incredible, incredible things even as a student, they're twenties, you know, they're in their 20 and they're already connected to something that's lighting them up. I'm like, holy, um, like crap. Like, where are you going to be in 10 years? If you were already experiencing that kind of like ignition, that like spark, like that is so cool to me. So I think hearing students, uh, stories like in, in that and, and seeing kind of what they're struggling with and that the fact that they're being honest, a lot of students who are listening can really identify with that and can really say, oh my gosh, I'm going through that too. And they're on a podcast, right? It mm-hmm. kind of feels like your story is being heard and you're not alone. And 
you know, I don't know how you're experiencing COVID or how you've seen your friends experience COVID, but that sense of loneliness, uh, and, and it's not just because of COVID. I think it happened before COVID. It just was um, kind of highlighted in COVID, but there's a lot of people who are experiencing this sense of loneliness and uh, a lack of meaning in their life. And when you have a sense of connection to another human, even if it's through a podcast, it can literally change your life. And that's really where I, how I see myself serving um, in the podcast and hopefully in the future as well. No, most definitely. And we are going to move on to guests, but I do want to backpedal real quick because you don't only interview guests. You also have these, like your, your interviews are to go 30, 45, 60 minutes, which is a sweet spot. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but you also have these shorter, quick bits where it's just you yeah. much giving, giving advice or, or what, or what have you, whatever you're feeling in that day. I, I know you prefer guests, but if you feel so strongly about guests, what, what, what do your listener take away? What value do those in the independent shows where it's just you give to listener, not only listener, but also yourself? Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's like using that creativity. So I love meeting people and I love guests, but I also feel like there's this, um, there's some steps to processes that you can do to get to where you want to be, especially in the college setting. And I almost, I almost think about it as like, there's a curtain and there's a stage. And if you don't know to like lift the curtain and peek back, you're probably not going to, you may not mm -hmm. even know that that curtain exists. And what I'm trying to do is like, basically like jump on the curtain and tackle that thing and take it down. So students can really see what's behind the curtain at a college. And so in order to do that, sometimes those things don't come up in, in interviews with my guests. And that's where I have them. I, I need to tell them these things, right? So they can navigate spaces uh, better so they can feel more confident. Um, I think too, a lot of the times, like I have a segment on my show called the College Quickie, kind of a play, it's, it's kind of funny, but uh, um, one of the things for me is just like small bits of motivation or inspiration. I know for me, quotes really mean a lot to me as I'm reading self-help books and as I'm trying to grow as a human, I also feel like a lot of that resonates with students. And so as I'm growing and learning, if there's something that I feel really, I'm like, Ooh, this needs to, I need to talk about this, that I will do it and do that for a college quickie. And I'll share a quote from a book that I'm reading. And then I also will kind of talk briefly about how that connects to them as a college student too. Uh, and partially another reason why I do that too, is it also gives me opportunity to make money off of books and, and doing kind of that, uh, mm. uh, like uh, so I can kind of link the, a book that I'm reading in the show notes. It's a book that I really like. That's right. Like I'm, I'm sharing a quote about it. Um, and then I am linking it to um, either bookshop or Amazon. I really haven't gotten a lot of traction with Amazon. So I haven't done that. But um, with bookshop, I've actually been linking that piece and have made a little bit of extra money through that. So that's something too, that if you're thinking about monetizing your podcast, something kind of small that you can start with, but, uh, that was kind of why I started doing that. And it's also just like a short five minute segment. So maybe you don't have a ton of time, but you can kind of get a little bit of something that will help kind of motivate you for the day. Okay. Love it. Okay. So now, now we can get into guests with our last 20 or so minutes here. <laughs> okay. I love anytime someone has guests, I love talking about their guests. Um, so how do you find them? I know you have an influx, so many guests coming. Um, me personally, if I'm trying to find a guest for this show, I just go into a few Facebook groups. Hey, who wants to, who wants to talk for an hour about themselves? Like, oh, me, 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 me. So, right. It's, it's, it's like, oh, it's get the same point. It's like, oh, too many people. So do you have, do you have a process of finding guests? Are they, are they your students or your mentees, people you coach, or is that restricted? Like how, how do you find your guests? Take me through that process. Yeah. Uh, great question. So the first thing that I have done is really just start with my own connections because I've worked at colleges across the country and have made a lot of connections with different types of people who have backgrounds that are very different than mine. So I will start there and interview them about their college experience. Uh, I really love hearing about people who are in their fifties and talking about their college experience. And, but then what wisdom do they have or what are they working on now um, that they can actually share that's going to help a student? Um, so really thinking about that. Um, really, when, when I think about the, really that's where I started, right? It was just 
talking to my friends and saying, Oh, like your story is really cool. I'd love to interview on interview you on my podcast. Um, another thing that I've done recently is just, uh, friends of friends of kind of expanding a little bit more, um, of people who I have heard about or, uh, know that they're doing something really cool, or maybe they work in a unique setting at a college. And, uh, for example, I have a friend who works now as the director of the international student success office. And I could reach out to that person now and say, Hey, what do international students need to know about navigating college when they come to the U S or just what is it like to be an international student or maybe having an international student come on and share their experience about what it's like to transition to the U S. Um, so I kind of get them that way. And it's really kind of random. Sometimes I'll meet people on LinkedIn. Sometimes I will listen to a podcast, read a book, and I'm like, I'm going to try to reach out to them. Sometimes I hear back and sometimes I don't. I'm actually trying to do that more intentionally now uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit more traction with my podcast. So I'm trying to reach out to kind of bigger people to see if I can get them to talk about their expertise on the podcast. So, yeah. All right. How much, how much prep work? goes into your, your interviews with your guests. Mm -hmm. Um, like how do you formulate questions? Cause for me, for this podcast, always, um, I just go straight to website. I pull as much information, formulate questions off the website. And actually the last place I go is the podcast itself. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why I do that. Just, that's just kind of what makes the most sense to me. And like we have a, a, a list of default questions that I don't use half of, but I use that in case I need to go back to something and I kind of formulate, you know, a three, a three structure story around from there. So how, how, what's your process? Like, how do you do it with your guests or is it very guest to guest? Cause it definitely varies for me, guest to guest. Right. Yeah, it definitely varies. But to be honest, I would probably say I don't prep that much and Love it. It's probably not the best format, but I, I typically with any guest, I do try to first talk about their college experience and say, okay, what, when you were, you know, in high school or like even just growing up, what did you want to be like, what did you want to do with your life? Right. Because so many of us have this narrow scope about what is even possible. And I'm sure you know this. I mean, if you're doing this pod, a podcast full time, it's like, that was never a thing 10 years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe it was like for like one or two people, but it was. Was, it was a very uh, minimal and there's so many cool jobs like that, that are being created as we speak. So I think from, from that perspective, um, like, I, I just like to hear what people started out thinking they wanted to do and seeing their journey unfold through college and then what they're doing now. Um, so it really depends on the type of guest. If I do have a guest that I am trying to pick their brain about their expertise. So for example, if I have somebody who knows how to do habit research, right. And they, they like, I know how to create a good habit, right. I'm going to probably like read a, a journal article that they've written or a book that they've written to mm -hmm. really dive into that, in, like in a really deep way, because they have expertise and I want to make it the most beneficial for the students who are listening. Um, but if it's just really getting a student's story, if it's a, if it's a current college student, I have kind of questions that I know I want to ask them about their college experience. And it feels more naturally like a conversation. Um, and it's a very kind of back and forth thing. So yeah, I, I do typically have like four or five questions and I like, will have them like on a sticky note, <laughs> like just like right in front of me if I need them, but I typically don't, I, I just kind of go with the flow with that. Are there any subjects that are off limits? Like guests like, listen, listen, I'm, ugh, no, no questions about partying, right? Like anything like that. Or like, listen, I'm, I'm the president of my frat, but I really don't want to talk about that for X amount of reasons. Anything, any, anything like that? Or, or are most students kind of just like, you know, let me kick, kick my feet up and get comfortable. Most students are very comfortable. And I mm. think it's partially because if they've listened to the podcast at all, it's pretty authentic and we like, I liked vulnerability. Like that's a really important concept within my podcast is that if you are struggling with social anxiety, let's go there. Let's talk about it. If you're struggling with depression or whatever it is, let's talk about it. But also we don't stay in the space of like, oh, let's really dive into your depression. Let's talk about how you're managing it. Right. Like let's talk about kind of the more proactive ways that you can manage your depression versus 
like diving into, oh, how did you become depressed? Or like, what was that like, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so really just trying to keep a positive spin on things uh, and, and also something that's actionable. I really do try to create spaces and where students can feel like they listen to a podcast and not only are they inspired, but they're actually motivated to do something about it. And I think that is right. We usually get one or, or one of them. <laughs> We're just like, oh, I need to go do this thing just for no reason. Or I feel really inspired and feel really good. But what I want to do is create space where both of those things happen. So a student can actually make change in their life and experience what that spark really feels like and looks like for them. What's it like working with professors? Because I, I figure students, it's more of this, like, you know, let's reach out, get yourself on the podcast, it'll be easy. It's not, it's not as much as many roadblocks or hurdles you got to go through. I figure some professors, or even God forbid, a dean, must be much, much more difficult. Is it, it or I could be completely wrong, or some, or is it depending on the department? Like, I could, I could mm -hmm. see like a journalism professor being like, yeah, totally, let's do this because it's most likely their second job. Whereas, like, a math professor or like a, a, a pre med professor would be like, listen, I'm doing a study. Like, I just, I just, I can't. So, how, talk me yeah. through like what it's like working with professors. Yeah. So I have only had probably two or three professors on probably mm. for that reason, because there's a lot of, and also higher level administrators. I, I haven't really had a ton on and partially it's because there's a lot of like politics that come into play when they're feeling like they're representing their institution. Mm. And so I do have I do interview some people and they actually won't share the college that they're affiliated with or the um, the student won't share what, what college they're affiliated with. And I don't care either way. It doesn't matter to me as long as they're authentic and vulnerable in the, in the space. Um, they don't have to share, you know, what college they go to. And some of them yeah. are like, oh yeah, I'll share it. And it, ha it hasn't been a good experience. <laughs> and I transferred because it wasn't a good fit for me. Right. But it could be a, fit for, a good fit for another student. And that's, that's really too the part of the part of the podcast is that um, you don't sometimes know what is best for you until you try some different things out and, or like what you really like or what you really enjoy. And that's really, I hope that the podcast encourages uh, students and really just other humans to think through like, what does light me up? And is it possible for me to make money around that? Right. Or to like, be successful, um, and be, and have some, you know, some sort of happiness, uh, because I'm doing something that I'm act that's actually in alignment with who I am. And, and that can be a, such a beautiful thing. Yeah, for sure. That's very interesting. Professors won't say, I totally get the student. I can totally get that. I, I can, can get the professor too, but that's, that's still surprising. They, they don't, they don't want to rep their colors. Then again, in the culture we live in, you say one bad thing on a podcast and your career is over. So I, I, you know what I do, I do totally understand. Um, but your, your guests, they, they obviously add a lot of value to your show. Um, your show offers a lot of value to everybody. So I do want to talk, talk about value. You know, if, if I were doing this podcast, I would be very, very stuck because mm -hmm. When I think of guests, I think of who do I want to talk to, right? It's, it's value to me mm -hmm. and value to me is also value to my audience. Whereas you as a podcast coach, your job is really to bring value to your listener more than yourself, or, you know, you're, you're, you have to, you have to kind of put your listeners value in front of what you value. So talk to me about that. Is that something you struggle with? Or is that something that's just like, you know what? I can put my personal feelings aside and, and just, just kind of just do what I got to do because your show is very, very important to definitely a lot of people. Yeah, that's an interesting question. It's one that I haven't really thought about a lot. Uh, I, I mean, I think I started out by interviewing my friends, which was kind of personal, right? It was of kind of, of course. valuable to me and- I also loved who they were and their stories. And I knew that they also could provide value to students too. Um, I think for me, I get value at connecting with other people. And I think also, so, so basically that's why authenticity and vulnerability are so like critical to the podcast. And when you're, when you're sharing your story with another human and you're sharing about struggles that you experienced when you were in college, you know, 
all of a sudden we have this deeper connection, right? Even if it's over Zoom. Now I know something that you struggled with and so do so many other people now and how you really got through it and how you got out of it. Um, so really it is, it is still personal to me, even though it's some of the topics, right? Like managing my time in college is probably not that I don't have to worry about managing my time in college, but a lot of those same principles actually do help me manage my time in, in, in life. Right. So I think it's, it's so interesting because Yes, it is really focused on college students, but for me, I want students to feel prepared when they leave college. So that means that really all of these things are life things that are just going to help them really catapult their life in college, not really just help them be successful in college. Uh, so for me, it is way beyond just the value that uh, students are getting. It's also, I still get a ton of value from that too. Um, and I'll give you a quick example. I was talking to somebody recently and they knew a professor who does gratitude research. And I, that sparked my curiosity because mm. I'm like, Ooh, what is that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, what, 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 what exactly is gratitude research? Please tell me more. <laughs> yeah. And I think what they did is they've done studies to look at what gratitude can do for our lives basically mm. in the day to day. And I'm like, okay, I'm interested in that. So first off, like it's kind of a dual purpose because I get to connect with somebody who knows a lot and who's done this, you know, gratitude research, but I also can help students see that they can actually help a professor do gratitude research, right? Like that's a thing, that's a job. And it's something that you could do if you're interested in it. Um, but also like, what have you learned in your research that could help students, right? Um, and, 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 and also, again, it's helping you live a better life, uh, not only just while you're in college, but also post-college too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's have some fun here. Tell me your three most memorable guests. You don't have to name names, but that's just, that's their stories. Yeah. Okay. I'll do one funny one. Uh, one is my husband because he was my first ever guest and it was like the second podcast episode. I was like, can I interview you? Cause I don't know where else to start. Mm -hmm. And it was honestly, Perfect. uh, it was like, it was, um, I, for some reason the word chunky comes up or clunky. I think it was <laughs> clunky. Yes. It's clunky. It, it's like, uh, like it was, it was, I wasn't feeling really like natural or like really in it yet. You know, it was, it was kind of, kind of matter of fact a little bit more. Uh, and so that one really stands out to me, I would say. Um, let's see. Another one I did was uh, I interviewed a professor about mindfulness and he uh, talked about just his research and, and, and what he learned about mindfulness and how students could actually, you know, practice mindfulness in their day to day. That one was really powerful. Um, let's see. Oh, So good. I would, so, uh, something, something super inspirational. You, you shared a lot of stories on this podcast, so I should let you off the hook, but I want to hear one more super inspirational story. Mm -hmm. or, or a success story. Someone yeah. was just like, you know, started here, overcame, now I'm here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll actually share one that was really personal to me. And um, so this was a student that I actually worked with at the previous college that I worked at. And she shared kind of her top 10 things that she learned about being a freshman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. It was like, that's a good one. So good. It was such that's a, a good, good one. conversation. And she, number one, I just love her as a human. She's an incredible person. And I just have so mints. like, it's like that type of, student and person that's going to change the world. Like she has so much potential in her and just seeing that kind of unfold over, I, I started working with her as a first year student. I interviewed her at the end of her first year and then I've actually interviewed her since. Um, and then she sent, she's graduated. So it's just really cool to see that, that progress and that transition for her and just so inspirational that she has so much wisdom to give. And she was what, 19 years old. And I think that's so that's, that's very inspiring to me. And I think it also inspires students to say like, I have something to contribute. I just have to figure out what that looks like for me. Mm -hmm. And, and it kind of takes the pressure off a little bit more. 
Perfect. All right, you nailed it. Um, so do you still do you still keep in touch with like some of your foreign students? Like obviously through college, do you st- well? Okay, so if someone goes through college, then goes to grad school like three years later, can they reconnect and still work with you, or do you work with mainly undergrads? Um, I would work with any student, honestly, like who has a big dream or goal. So that's kind of the caveat that I always like to share. It's it's you either have a big dream or a big goal, or you don't know what it is, but you want a big dream or a big goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because so many of us, you know, again, want to have a bigger impact on the world, but we don't really know where our fit is. So that's really kind of where my niche is, is, is really trying to help people think through that. And then how do they use college to help them get to that space? Because again, there are so many free things that you have access to and literally everybody who works at the college are literally working to help you get where you want to be. But we don't see it that way when we're actually in that, in the, in in like the classroom, right. We're just kind of going through the motions. We're kind of checking some boxes to figure out we're just, or like we might stumble upon something really cool. And what I want to see happen is where students actually are searching for like I want to do fencing. So I'm going to go search fencing at my college and I'm going to go try it out because it's something that I think I might be good at, or I just want to try it out. Um, or it's like, I want to be a leader, um, in, in like student government, because I want to be a politician one day, and that's going to help you develop skills to get to where you want to be. Right. Um, so I think it's helping students see those connections more explicitly. All right. Final question. What's next for your podcast? Give me the one-year and five-year goals. Ooh, I have not thought about this. So, oh, come on, everyone's got, every, everyone, everyone needs to have a five-year plan. It's 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 yeah. a must. Okay, okay, okay. So okay. I don't I don't really think like that. So one of the things that I I do have as far as a goal is. Yeah. It's, it's honestly hard to say out loud because it kind of scares the shit out of me, but I really want to get 1 million downloads. Like that's kind of like what my goal is right now. Um, and so that's really what I'm working towards. And, uh, I think it used to be a hundred thousand and, um, I'm not there yet. I'm not at a hundred thousand, but when I really think about it, like 1 million feels really good and it feels, um, definitely out of reach, but also possible. And that's really, to me, that's like kind of the sweet spot. So I'm probably going to be doing this until I hit that. And then I'll reevaluate and see, see what I need to do next. Love it. Well, Alicia, I, I look forward to seeing you grow. I look forward to seeing your progress. I love that your, your goal is a big one because that's exactly what you teach your students. Yes. So you practice what you preach too. So that is really the most important thing as well as you practice what you preach. Thank you so much for being my guest on the Ambiguous Podcast Solution. Where can everyone find your services as well as your podcast? I'm going to zip my lips and make sure that the floor right now is yours. Yes. So you can reach out to me. Uh, you can find me on my website at makecollegeyours.com. You can also find me, um, or I can also come to your school and your college and come speak to your students. If you are listening to this and you work with college students, I'd love to come to your campus and inspire your students in person. Um, you can also reach out to me on Instagram at the college life coach or email me at the college life coach at gmail.com and make sure that you check out the college life podcast. It's available wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. Terrific. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Will Tarashik. I am the founder of Ambiguous Podcast Solutions, and you have been listening to the Ambiguous Podcast Solution, where I, a fellow podcaster, interviews a bunch of other podcasts about their story, their drive, and really just what makes them tick. I had a lot of fun, Alicia. Thank you so much again for being a guest. And um, I had I had a great time. This was a great time to be back on the bike and you make me want to do more of these, to be honest. Very inspirational. Very, very good at what you do. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you just making me feel welcome here. So thanks, Will. Oh, call it call it a talent. I have, I'd be good at something. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to find out more about this podcast, go ahead over to ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. If you have a podcast and are interested in being a guest on this podcast, shoot me an email at will at apspodcast.com. That is A-P-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com. And we'll be back next time with a brand new guest and maybe, just maybe, a brand new host. But until then, you keep podcasting and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Ambiguous Podcast Solution. If you want your podcast featured on the show, reach out to us at info at APSpodcast.com. You can find more content from all of our APS partners over at ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. 
If you liked this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. Want to find out more about our guests? Check out the description or anywhere across our social media channels for all of their links and information. Check out our YouTube channel for this and all featured podcast clips and more. This podcast was hosted, produced, and distributed by Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. We'll see you next time.